welcome to What's Pers's podcast. Uh, my name is Robert. I'm Steve. I'm Damien. And I'm James. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about some of our experiences going to places like the RSC, the National Theatre, and so on and so forth. And if that's your thing and you're watching on YouTube, why not like, comment and subscribe? And if you're listening to us on any other platform, please hit that follow button. So, uh, Damien and Steve, when was your first time going to... Should we talk about Stratford first? Yes, we've all been there. Did you both go with Anvil the first time you went? Yes. The first time I went was Anvil, yeah. Did we watch a show? Hmm? Did we watch a show? Uh, I'm just too busy faffing around. I think we're too busy faffing around, actually, yeah. (laughs) We got to see the various venues around Stratford-Panadon, Yeah, Yeah. Uh, Shakespeare's House and things like that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And two are there. And there's always performers outside the house as well. Yes, in the garden area at the back, yeah. Yeah, and they'll do little scenes from Shakespeare plays yes. if you ask them. And you'll say, do something from Henry the Fourth Part 2 and they'll give you a little scene. Yeah, and there's the school as well. Yeah, I didn't go to the school. Oh yeah, we went to the school, didn't we, James? The first time I went was in 2017. We went for the, the birthday weekend, which is in April, I think. Yeah, the first time I went was the uh, 400th anniversary. Yeah, so that was, was that the year before 2016? Oh, that'll be why we didn't watch a show, because that was what that was going on. <laughs> oh, yeah. The 400th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty the parade much through the town and everything. Wasn't Prince Charles there as well? Yes, he was. Yeah. We saw him near the church, didn't we? Yeah. And that pro- probably is hit. He was the main reason why none, no one could watch shows. <laughs> we were those unlucky few who didn't manage to do it. <laughs> yes. You unhappy few. Unhappy few. Um, yeah, so that was... 2016 then, the, the 400th anniversary of Shakespeare's death. That's it, yeah. That's the first time I went. I think he died on his birthday, they think. But that's what historians think, that he was born and he died on the same date, April 23rd. <laughs> I suppose he managed to churn out 40 plays if he only lived for one day. <laughs> <laughs> I think the contention is they don't actually know the day specifically he was born, but I think they have only got like the record of his christening or something. Yeah. So they assume that yeah. he was born... On whatever 26th of April, um, 1564. There we go. There we go. Yeah, it was. Uh, I remember really enjoying that weekend. We the the first time I went to Stratford. It was just yeah, it was so good. It's such a such an amazing place. And we stayed in the youth hostel just outside of town. And uh, we arrived there and we spent the evening uh, getting drunk in the bar. We had to wake up early the next morning. We were all kind of hungover and uh, a bit worse for wear, but then we went in to Stratford and we spent the entire day going around um, Shakespeare's birthplace, the new place, the school. We went to the other place. We went to the church. We went around all the different shops and stuff like that, and then we went to... I think we went on a tour around the RSC as well, backstage tour, which was really cool. And then we saw Julius Caesar in the evening. So it was just brilliant, brilliant day. What what would what would you say your best bit of the day was? Um, well, I loved watching Julius Caesar. That was great. But apart from apart from that, I really enjoyed this workshop that we went to in the other place, which is this little smaller venue just up the road from the RSC. Yeah, yeah. And it was a workshop. We we, we actually we saw a couple of different workshops. There was one about set design, which was cool. But the main one that I remember was an acting workshop. Um, it was actually no, it was a directing workshop, and it was I think it was the director or maybe the assistant director of Julius Caesar, and they had a couple of actors from the production, 
and they kind of went through the process of rehearsing a scene uh, with the actors as if they were rehearsing this play early on. So the actors had scripts and they weren't playing the parts that they were playing in the actual production they were playing. They were playing smaller parts in the production, but in the workshop they were playing bigger parts. And the director basically sort of demonstrated the ways in which they might um, do the scene in different ways. So they did the scene... I don't know, maybe five or six different ways. And each time the director would say, okay, that was good. Why don't we try it like this? Why don't we try it where your character is more aggressive or something like that? And it was really interesting because they were just doing the same short minute long section, but each time it was a completely different performance. And that was, it was really, really interesting. And then it was interesting then to see the same scene be performed in the actual production with different actors in the evening. Well, the, the year before when uh, I went, in 2016, Damien was in, me and Damien went to a uh, a fighting workshop, didn't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. We Actually. got the chance to beat each other up and then use the experience for How yeah. to Build a Wall, didn't we? Yes. Which was one yeah. of our plays we'd done for Anvil <laughs> Productions. Yeah. We've been back twice as a group since then where I've been driving, where it's been five of us. So the first time, yeah. the first time we went on our own, we saw... What did we see? Uh, we saw Salome in the Swan Theatre, and we saw something else as well. Oh, we saw Titus Andronicus. That was the other one. That was when we discovered the 16 to 25 thing um, that you could join where you get £5 tickets if you're between the ages 16 and 25. So we got we got to see Salome for £5 each, which was all right, and it was nice to see something in the Swan Theatre as well because we hadn't been in there before. That was. I really like the Swan Theatre. It's a really nice, kind of cosy little theatre. Titus Andronicus was really good, and we saw that on the night that it was being recorded for the live broadcast. David Travson was in it. He was brilliant. Yeah, and then the second time we went, we saw... What was the one we watched in the Swan Theatre? Uh, Mrs. Rich. I can't remember the full name. Oh, of that's it. it. Um, which was a, a play from a bit later than Shakespeare's time. But And that was pretty good. I think we... We enjoyed that one. It was, I remember. yeah. But then the main thing that we went to see that time was um, uh, this production that we were really excited about because it had an actor that we all admired in it, and it was a particularly, yeah. well, a particular favourite Shakespeare play, and it was Macbeth, and it featured in the title role Doctor Who himself, Christopher Eccleston. So we were really excited about it. Big star of the play, and yeah, we were yeah. really excited, and we went to see it. And <laughs> it flopped so hard. The critics were so happy about it that it was great. Well, it was like the the tomorrow and tomorrow speech. You know, the words were. I mean, he, I think he fluffed a few lines and he got some of the words in the wrong order. But apart from that, it was also just the the performance. You know, it's like that that speech is the kind of emotional zenith of the entire play, and it was just so yeah. It was just delivering such a kind of bland monotone that it was just like, oh, okay, right, yeah, that's it. To be fair, there was no emotion throughout the whole production either. Like you say about um, about Chris Baxter, it just was bland. I thought that was the whole production, really. We decided to give it a second chance by going to see a live broadcast of it. Yeah. Was that better? It wasn't really any better. No. <laughs> we thought, oh, maybe, you know, we were in the cheap seats. Maybe it was a bad performance. Yeah, <laughs> if anything, it was worse the second time. But um, I think there were, <laughs> there were so many production things that were bad with it as well. Like there was 
the they were trying to make it like a horror movie in the, in its staging, which was yeah. okay as an idea, but they had like three little girls in in like onesies as the three witches, which was an okay idea, I guess. But it was an interesting yeah. idea. It was an interesting idea. Like it it would have worked if it wasn't yeah. in a horror format. <clears throat> I'd say. Yeah. They had a sort of balcony bit with a glass screen. Yes. Um, and they were projecting things onto it. But the problem was they used it a couple of times for scenes, like entire scenes of the play that took place behind this glass screen. And it was just so cut off from the audience. It's like right at the back of the stage and behind a wall of glass. Yeah. And then they also had like uh, a countdown timer that started. I think it's when the first death happens in the play. And it's a countdown timer to... I think it's to Macbeth's death. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But essentially, it's a countdown timer to the end of the play. And so it's this really bland, tedious production, and you're just looking at the clock and you're going, oh, only an hour and 25 minutes left. <laughs> was that was that his first Shakespeare play? I don't know, actually. I don't know. I don't think so. I think he'd maybe done some before he uh, sort of started getting big TV roles, but... I think he's definitely a screen actor rather than a stage actor. Oh, yes. He played Iago in Othello in 2001, and he did Hamlet in 2002. So, yeah, I guess he'd, he'd done a fair amount of stage stuff. And then I, I guess it goes to show that you might be a, a great presence on screen. You might be good, but doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to carry yourself in a in a large venue in front of a live audience. It it also it just didn't make sense as well because the critics were I think pretty lenient pretty much praised it quite highly. Uh, when we got yeah. to the interval, it was like oh I'm not really enjoying this very much. And then when we came out at the end, it was like well that really wasn't very good. It was a waste of money to be fair, <laughs> even though it was only five pounds each. But yeah, yeah, still though. <laughs> and what was even worse was that I'd completely uh, I made this horrible mistake because I'd thought that the play started a quarter of an hour later than it did. And so we, we'd we gone to get lunch, uh, and we'd ordered lunch. Yes. And then I suddenly, I looked at the tickets, and I saw, oh, Christ, the play starts in five minutes. So we had to abandon lunch and then go and watch this play. And I <laughs> I seem to remember someone saying as After we left, all paid for it. wish we just stayed and had lunch instead. <laughs> 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 but there you go. I think it's interesting to watch bad productions as well. I think you learn as much from watching bad productions as you do from watching good ones. But it it doesn't necessarily sweeten the the taste. Uh, Well, I've only seen one in Stratford. Um, That's when I went down to Stratford on our boat um, because we got a share in the canal boat, so took it down. We stayed there overnight. Play Merry Wives of Windsor. Ah, was this a couple of years ago? It was two, two or four years ago. Yeah, I think, I think so. I can't. I think it must have been the same one. I think we saw a bro- the broadcast of Mary Wise of Windsor from the RSC. It must must have been the same production, I guess. Oh, really? I think David Troughton was in that production as well. The one that we saw, at least. Oh, right. Uh, he was Falstaff, son of Patrick Troughton. If we're talking about Doctor Who links. They did a production in 2018, and the previous one before that was 2002. So it, it must have been. It must have been a. For one. sure, it wasn't 2002. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we went to uh, the theatre in Bangor, didn't we? 
Even Pontia. That's the one, Pontia. I forgot what the name was there for a moment. <laughs> Pontia, where um, they're, they're a slightly interesting concept. There's twice we've been there where they've got a couple of pay, a couple of Shakespeare plays prepared, and then we have to choose which one we want to see, don't we? Yeah, we had a choice of three. Yeah, we've seen them do that a couple of times. That was the Globe Theatre. Yeah. First time we were stood up near the front, and the second time we were sat down, weren't we? Yeah, the first time they did Twelfth Night, and then we saw Comedy of Errors the second time. That's it. Yeah. Um, and that was the Globe Theatre that did those, uh, but touring. Yeah. Yeah, they were good. And it was sort of done in the style of a Globe production. It was quite minimalist, and... Um, Yes, it was. They have a certain aesthetic with the, like the clothing and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, better than when we've been to the Globe Theatre in in put in you know in London, I think. Oh yeah, good little segue there because you did a trip. You went on a trip to London, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so we we went to the Globe. I'd I'd been there a couple of times before, but we went as a group with Anvil in 2018 in the summer. Went to. Th- Three shows in the Globe in two days. So the first day that we arrived, we saw Othello with Mark Rylance in the evening. And then the day after that, we saw um, As You Like It and Hamlet both on the same day. And we were stood up. So we got the five pound standing tickets, the whole, you know, for for all three, which was a bad, (laughs) a very bad idea. Because if you stood up for two, three hours per play... Um, and it's the middle of summer and it's open air and there's hundreds of other people stood around you, it's, it gets pretty uncomfortable pretty quickly. It, it was pretty doomed, actually, that trip, because as soon as Othello started, <laughs> like literally within the first minute, Freya passed out. <laughs> um, literally passed out uh, and had to be escorted out. I mean, as you like it, I didn't enjoy because I just don't like the play. But then we were watching Hamlet and it was... Just by that point, I was so uncomfortable and so tired that it was just yeah, um, pretty unbearable. And at one point, about two hours in, I thought, right, I've got, I cannot stand up. I have to sit down just for a few minutes. So I went over to the to the sort of steps going into the audience bit, and I just sort of sat down out of the way so people could get past if they needed to. And within ten seconds, one of the sort of one of the members of staff came over. And pointed at me and, and just said, get up. <laughs> and it was like, I felt like I was a kid on a school trip that was misbehaving. And it was like, <laughs> really? You're, you're going to be that strict? <laughs> you're not allowed to sit down under any circumstances. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you did mention it, but why why were you not allowed to sit down at all? Um, because we had standing tickets. So the, oh, the Globe is, yeah. they have seats um, on different, different levels. And you, those tickets cost more, but you get these five pound standing tickets. Ah, I see. And you stand in front of the stage like you're at a gig or something. Right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, basically you're not allowed to sit down at all. I, I wasn't even sat on a seat, I was just sat on a step out of the way. And it really diminished my enjoyment of the of the shows as well, because I just couldn't concentrate yeah, sure, on yeah. what was happening on stage, because I was just so uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, earlier in the lockdown, they showed that same production of Hamlet. They'd recorded it and they they put it on YouTube and I watched it again and actually quite enjoyed it a lot more when I was sat on my sofa. Yes. <laughs> at home. Yeah. Was there a named person, yeah. a, like a celebrity or known actor in the lead as Hamlet, James? It was the, 
artistic director. It was a female Hamlet. She's the artistic director of the Globe. Oh, and I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Oh, right. But I can look it up. She was she was pretty good. Uh, Michelle Terry, she's called. Okay. Probably the best part of that trip for me was when we went to the National Theatre. And sadly, we didn't actually get to see a production there, but we got to have a tour around it, backstage tour. And that was really nice. We got to see in, in all the different theatres and we'd seen broadcasts from, from those different venues before. Yeah. Like the Olivier Theatre is it's such a beautiful theatre. I really want to see a play there one day. Yeah, I would like to see, I would like to see shows there in the flesh, yeah. but I'm not a fan of London. I think if we went there again, I'd, I'd want to stay in like a youth hostel or a travel lodge in the somewhere in the city centre so you don't have to travel in and out. And I'd take the train. You know, I'd, I'd do, just do public transport for the whole thing. I think that would yeah. be a lot better. And I'd stay for only a couple of days, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Oh, another theatre that we've been to a few times is the Grosvenor Park Open Air Theatre in Chester. Uh, which oh, I mentioned yes. in the previous podcast, and it's it's a temporary theatre that's built there in the summer, and it's in the round, open air, and it's part of the Story House Theatre, which I haven't actually been to, but that's uh, a theatre in Chester, and they do sort of in repertory. I think they do three productions per summer, um, and it was on the way back from Stratford on one occasion. I think it was the first time that I'd driven, and we were driving back through Chester. And we saw like a billboard for Midsummer Night's Dream. And we said, oh, oh, maybe we could go to that. And so we bought some tickets and we went along and it was just the best Shakespeare production I've ever seen. Uh, to this day, it was the best. It was just absolutely amazing. And then we went back the next year and we watched a pretty good production of The Tempest. And, um, and then we went back last summer and we watched Henry V and Twelfth Night. Oh, that's it, yeah, Henry V and then Twelfth Night, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, which, apart from the boiling hot temperature <laughs> of Henry V, were all, like, sunburnt and headachy and sweltering hot. But apart from that, it was really good. And then Twelfth Night was really nice because it was the evening and it was cooler. Uh, when you went to Stratford, Rob, did you get to go around the town a bit? Did you see much of, of the town? Uh, yeah, I mean, because uh, we was on the boat. We stayed there uh, overnight. Um, and I just had like a little wander around around the shops and stuff, and uh, it's a it's a really nice play a uh, play a uh, really nice place. I I would have liked to stay there longer, um, but was on was only there for the day. Um, there was like there was like a market thing happening um, at the time, and then people playing music and stuff outside. Oh, that's nice. It was interesting. Yeah. Overall, I just really enjoyed being there. Like, I, I really enjoyed going there, Just not just for the plays and stuff, but it's just such a lovely place. Yeah, yeah. And the river is, Cheers. you know, if you, if you haven't been there, um, the, the Royal Shakespeare Company is right next to the river. Yes. And it's, it's, just, it's just lovely. It's just such a lovely place. And I can imagine going on a canal boat would be, would be really nice to actually be on the river there. You know, oh yeah, I imagine that must have been really lovely. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, just like you know, because you know, we slept on the boat. It was just like right in the middle of the place, and it was just like late evening. You just some some people on the canal boats they still like to go like when it starts to get dark and stuff. But we like to try to finish up quite early and sort of enjoy the evening. But it was just nice to like just watch people go by and 
it's almost like a kind of European city, sort of a lot of European cities. It's like you, you go out at night time and it's just, there's still people about and it's rather than it being like drunk people and hen, hen parties and stuff like that, it's just like families and people going to restaurants and it's just kind of really calm and, and yeah, friendly. Yeah, that's true. You know, and it's Stratford's kind of like that. It's like a, a Italian city or something. Really <laughs> yeah, I'd like to go there again when when all this is over. Yes. So uh, a new feature that we're starting uh, this week is we're going to start doing a little quiz. So uh, each episode, one of us is going to find a few questions relating to theatre and film and tv and things like that and uh we'll have to answer as best we can so uh rob seeing as it was your idea um yes it was you've been tasked with finding some questions this week why don't you why don't you go ahead so okay the first question michael kane in the italian job says hang on a minute lads i've got a what a terrible stomach ache a fantastic accent or a great idea question two Patrick Stewart in X-Men says mankind is not evil, just what? Just lazy? Just uninformed? Or a bit odd? Uh, another question. Stanley Baker in Zulu says the British Army don't like what? More than one disaster in a day, fighting wars, or the British Navy? So this one is about the Titanic film. So Kate Winslet in Titanic says the last thing I need is another picture of me looking like, what, a right moody Martha, an egg with a face drawn on, or a porcelain doll? Last question of the five then uh, is about Shaun of the Dead. Simon Pegg in Shaun of the Dead says, come and get it, it's, what, lunch on legs, a running buffet, or a movable feast? Hello, Editing James here. Uh, at this point in the recording, we had a few little technical errors and I thought it would be easier if I just read the answers to the quiz really quickly for you. So question one, the answer was C, a great idea. Question two was B, uninformed. Question three was A, more than one disaster in a day. Question four was C, a porcelain doll. And question five was B, a running buffet. And the winner of the quiz this week was Stephen with three points. And next week I will be providing the questions. And yay to me, I'm the winner. So we are coming up to the end of this fourth episode. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, then why not hit that like button uh, and subscribe to the channel and also leave a comment as always telling us what you think. This podcast is now available on most streaming platforms, including Bandcamp, YouTube, and Spotify. Check out the links in the description for our other channels and websites. On saying that, it's bye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And to play us out, we were talking about Macbeth earlier, and a few years ago uh, we were talking about doing a kind of shortened production of Macbeth with Anvil, uh, but for whatever reason it just never happened. Uh, but I did do a few bits of music for it. So here's a never-before-heard pit of underscore. Uh, it's kind of a little bit 60s Doctor Who, a little bit sort of radiophonic workshop, um, which probably wasn't what I was going for, but um, I can't actually remember <laughs> writing it uh, specifically, so uh, who knows. But uh, I hope you enjoy it anyway, and thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.
Bye-bye.